Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Hello everyone, it is the 24th of March 2021. The rain is gently coming down in a spring rain. It's in the 50 degree mark outside. And so no snow today. There may be a couple of flurries later on this week, but the rain is showing us that spring is here. It's been warm enough that all of the snow has melted out of my little patch of land here on the 45th parallel. The garden is fully exposed. The yard is fully exposed. There's lots of things that are getting ready to happen now that spring is here. There are a few trees that are going to be removed that have died over the last few years on a different property line that we have hired a arborist to come and remove. Um, they're dangerous. If we had several 50, 60 mile an hour windstorms and I thought they were going to blow over on someone's house, either our house or the neighbor's house. So that's going to happen in a couple of weeks. The garden is just now getting to where the soil is not all mushy from the snow and the frost seems to have left the top couple of inches. I've been able to pick up some sticks. Guess what? The leaves got raked in the fall when they came down before the snow, which is incredibly unusual around here. Usually it snows and then the leaves fall. So it feels like I don't have the spring panic. In fact, I've been waiting for the garden centers to open up because it's really too early. Our, in fact, I looked it up. Our last frost date here on the 45th parallel is May 23rd. Yeah, yeah, we we. We wait until Memorial Day or June 1st. I have a couple of perennials that I, I'm looking for locally and I'd like to plant in the garden. I've got a little bit of, you know, re rearranging. I made a couple mistakes. A couple things were just plopped in last year to find a home for it, kind of nurse them over the winter as we decide how we're going to arrange the garden. So I've been just not really well. And you may notice it by my voice, but I have an ear infection and it's been a long week and a half. I'm on my second round of medications. Hopefully it will clear it up. So bending over and getting what they call on Gardener's World, Monty Don says getting stuck in while you're gardening is not happening. It hurts too much. But it's too nice to be cooped up in the house waiting for my ear infection to go away. It's a sure sign of spring when I get a sinus and ear infection. <laughs> it really is. So I've been going outside, picking up a couple of sticks a day, cutting off a couple of old stalks, you know, plants that 
ended the perennials. I leave the stalks up over winter just for something to look at in the snow. And it's time to get them all removed. I am not setting up the fairy garden until snow season is definitely done. And I've got a little work I want to do in the two-level fairy garden that was expanded last year. I've bought some houses at the Dollar Tree over the winter, kind of making a plan of how this layout is going to be, but I'm going to probably be closer to mid-May before I put the houses out because I want the plants to come up first so I don't put a fairy house on top of a little perennial miniature plant that I've put out there. Some of them die back and I don't even know where they are. So I've made the mistake of putting a fairy house on top of a mini hosta and I'm not going to do that again. So gardening bug is really, really, really strong with this one. Uh, yes, it is. Um, I have been watching Gardener's World. I found different places on YouTube and on the internet to watch the um, old seasons were, like I said, on Amazon Prime. You can get season six and seven, I think. But I found on the internet where you can watch the pandemic 2020 Gardener's World with Monty setting up the cameras and they had remote control cameras and they were visiting places, um, some of them the year before that they were planning on showing. They were determined to have gardening go through the pandemic to help everyone through the lockdown. And since we're all still semi in a pandemic mode, I mean, we are here. Maybe you're not where you are, or maybe you're totally locked down where you are. But the thing is, it doesn't matter. Those shows are so good. I'm enjoying them very much, even now, because even though people are being vaccinated, even though people are getting out and living life more, many of us are going to slowly transition over time. We have the variants out there, hospitalizations and infection rates in my county is going up. And yeah, I'm just kind of like, mm, I don't know about gatherings yet. And I don't know about um, events and big things. Maybe some outdoor things where I can control how many people are around me. Maybe uh, once all of my family members have been vaccinated, we can get together without fear. And I want to reassure you that this infection that I have, I, I knew, knew it wasn't going to be COVID because I've been vaccinated. However, to be on the safe side, I did get tested and it's not. It's a regular run-of-the-mill sinus and ear infection that Vicki always gets, right? How many times have you heard me talk about it? It's one of those things. I have issue with my middle ear and that's how it goes sometimes. And it's annoying. And, you know, I just want to go to bed some days. And I did for several days over this last week. Not literally laying in bed because I can't do that. But I literally had a sick day two sick days in a weekend where I just didn't do much and I felt better in the morning and then I would get vertigo in the afternoon. So in the mornings I would like putter around the house and one day puttered and repotted my plants in those TJ Maxx. Very cool planters. I'm definitely going to be hitting that store up again for when I need some really nice ceramic glazed pots. They were all less than 10 bucks a piece too. Oh, 
they're great. So I'm going to just, you know, keep an eye out as I need plants. Um, kind of going through my plants going, which ones are going to the office? Which one came from the office? Because there's talk that in a month that we may go back. I'm not real thrilled with the idea, but they're talking about us going back to the office, but still being able to contact most of our people via Zoom or telephone. So I kind of don't understand the point, except for they're just trying to get everybody geared up to potentially going back to the office before long. So just kind of getting ready. I've come up with a game plan. So you know me, I have to have transition plans. When the emptiness was staring me in the face, my husband and I had a multi-year transition plan. That was when he started doing Highland Games and I started being able to go to quilt shows because I didn't have young kids that had lots of activities going on and I was able to just pick and choose the things that I wanted to do. Well, the transition plan I have is I'm going to go up to the office at least once a week and stand there or go in my office and look around and get used to sitting in a chair, breathing the air. Oh my gosh, it's so hot. They have a boiler system up there. My house is 65 degrees all winter and in the summer, I try to keep it at 70 to 72, but I'm I'm used to it being very cold. It had to have been 80 degrees in in the building. Whew, it was pumping out the heat. I was like, that's something I don't, I had forgotten about that. It's very hot up there, winter and summer. It gets very hot in that building. The good news is I have windows that we can open up. So when it's ungodly hot, you can crack open a window and get some cool air in the winter. And there's window air conditioners, which don't work very well, but it's better than nothing. So yes, I work in a hundred year old building, just like I live in a hundred year old home. My home though has central heat and air. That building has an old boiler system and window air conditioners. I don't think the building is going to be um, around long. It's not been maintained well for several years between the time it was a state hospital to the current situation where it's offices there was like a 25 year period where it was open to the air and it went kind of went to rack and ruin as my grandma would say, but it's going to take millions of dollars to update it, to get it up to code, to get the building where you can actually work comfortably in it. There's not enough outlets trying to run internet through it is terrible. So anyway, they're looking at lots of options for what's going to happen to that building. And I have no idea what the future will hold with it maybe relocating uh, to a different building in the next few years anyway because that old building is really old and it, it, it's to a point where it's functional minimally very minimally it's always got water problems it's always leaking the toilet system doesn't work yeah it's gross I'm going to give you the scoop that's why the pipes freeze, the, there are times when the plumbing doesn't work, it's got disgusting water because the pipe, it, the whole thing should be replumbed again. And, and, and it has asbestos in it. Most of it has been remediated, but every once in a while they'll find a coupling around a pipe that is exposed that's asbestos. And, you know, it's an old crappy building. It was, it was not designed for the function that it is. And, it's also the window air conditionings. I think it's disgusting because they don't service them and you're blowing 
dust and dirt and probably bird doo-doo through. So that's my rant about <laughs> the, the problem with where I work. However, the room, the offices are very big. I do like that, but a more, a more modern um, functional building would be probably better. So I have been watching Gardener's World on YouTube Time Team, which is an old archaeology show. Been watching that, but I have discovered, recommended to me by YouTube, which does a nice recommendation, a show called Secret Scotland. And it is a show hosted by Susan Kalman. And she is a comedian. She's funny and she gets to go all through Scotland and very little known places, get secret behind the scenes tour and the extra info on some of Scotland's best places or destinations, places to visit. Some places are more historical and you, there's really, you can't go visit it, but um, I've been to some of the places she's been. There's lots of places I would like to go and just a show that's funny, you laugh, you cry, you get sentimental, but the beauty, Scotland's beauty is amazing. And I think they've also done another season where she is in England and Wales. So if you want a nice long series, it's fun, it's lighthearted, the photography is amazing. I would watch Secret Scotland with Susan Kalman on YouTube. Um, you're just going to have to do searches. You're not going to find um, a channel by that. I haven't found it. It just comes up as random people are posting episodes from the BBC. Um, some of them are bootlegged. You can tell they're probably lower quality, but some are high def. I don't know the ins and outs and the legalities of all that, but I just know that's how I watch a lot of shows and that's highly recommended. So yeah, I got a theme. I like the BBC shows. Um, but if I can find them on YouTube or on the internet, I'm, that's where, that's where I spend most of my life watching shows. Um, we still have our YouTubers that we watch. Um, most of the travel people are not doing any traveling because of the pandemic, but I, yeah, I've gotten into people remodeling their homes. I'm into the garden remodels and I'm finding those are BBC shows a lot of times. Um, I haven't watched more, but I've always enjoyed, um, Love Your Garden, which was a BBC show that was on Netflix a couple years ago. And I found more seasons on the internet. And so, yeah, that's going to get me through the long haul between <laughs> March, April, and end of May. And then I'll be so excited about gardening. And you know that I get done with gardening and kind of done with getting stuck in the dirt um, by 4th of July. It gets hot and by then the garden just needs to grow. And I have my patio out there with my um, raw iron furniture that I sit on and it's just lovely to sit out there in the evening, look at the stars, enjoy the birds and the bats and all of nature. And it's going to be a great time. Yes. Maybe a little beverage, a coffee, a drink, and just enjoy the evening. 
that's usually what we do in the summers after work or even on the weekends when we're not going places. I've really enjoyed that part as we've gone through a year of the pandemic. I've enjoyed the just being home and pausing for a while. Now I'm starting to miss going places, but I've really enjoyed working from home and not being part of office politics and having interruptions and just being able to focus. My brain likes to work that way. That's the few things that I have been working on and watching. So the next segment will be all about hexagons and um, quilting, mostly hexagons. I have been long arming a couple of my projects and you know the last one I did was the orphan block sampler that I quilted using Quilting Jet Girl's Circle Tutorial. You can go to her blog and you'll see that under tutorials. And then I got the ear infection and so I didn't have anything on until this morning and I loaded my pineapple. It's that modern pineapple. It's a rectangular shaped block with little squares and then it, it looks like a real pineapple versus the traditional pineapple quilt. And it's really fun. It was like all the rage a couple of years ago. And so I've loaded it and I did the pineapples, um, pineapple upside right, upside down, upside right, upside down. And I separated them by little white strips in just the vertical rows. So my plan is to quilt the little white strips with a swirl and curl alternating a swirl to a curl to a swirl to a curl. There is a difference. And that will be in the little white strips. And then I'm going to do a big, pretty elaborate feather down the vertical row of the pineapples. So that's my plan. And we'll see how it turns out. I, <laughs> I want to do feathers. And I think this is the perfect all over feather look to go down the vertical row. So it's going to be fun. So I started that this morning. Tension is good. I've got um, a wild solid green on the back of this K facet. Um, pineapples, are they're done in teals and greens. So it's super, super fun. And that's about it on the long arming and machine sewing. So I've been doing a lot of hand stitching. Hand stitching is one of those things that I like doing it, but sometimes my fingers, they have arthritis in them and they just don't want to cooperate. Well, this year, the winter really was much milder than it has been in years past. And I got bit by the bug of hexagons again because I saw something start up about from the beginning of the month, it was the 100 Hexies 100 Days. And you know how much I love 100 Day Challenges. 100 Day Challenges are the bomb. I've done the 100 Day Challenge with Art, um, our, what are they called? Our local GACA, Community Art Center. Um, there has been 100 Day Challenges in the winter and spring with um, local art centers for years. I've done those. Gnome Angel does a 100 Day Challenge with her 100 block 
quilt or she finds a quilt of 100 blocks. So I've done the Tulip Pink City Sampler 100 blocks. Mm, started during a challenge, but you know, I didn't get it finished. And then last two summers, I've worked on Gnome Angels 100 block challenge, 100 days, 100 blocks. And it is the kinship fusion sampler and I haven't got that done and I may dig it out again because she does her 100 days in July I only have about 40 left so that may be about the right time for me to crack out that quilt because you know 2021 is the year I want to get things done so the hexagon why am I doing them since it's not getting things done right well it is because two years ago I started a temperature quilt and each hexagon, a grandmother's flower garden style hexagon flower represented one week of high temperatures and I did it for 30 weeks. And because where I lived that year, most of the quilt was blue or orange because we had no middle ground, very, very few blocks with middle ground and one super sub-zero day, which was pure white. So that hexy stands out like a sore thumb. But that quilt, I pulled it out because at first I thought 100 hexies, 100 days. Maybe I won't make hexies. I'll just sew on my hexies for 100 days and sew Foxy Mama on Instagram. She's doing some video education on how to do hexagons and how to put them together, how to base them. And all I had left were three flowers on the last row. That's it. Now, this is a little wonky. It's not perfect. It's my first hexagon quilt top. It's a table topper size. It's not real big. And I didn't know what I wanted to do for the edges. At first I thought I was going to do all the flowers separately on a background and then I just put them all together and use some grunge gray fabric as um, connector hexes. And I wound up machine appliqueing because I started hand appliqueing on borders because I didn't want to cut them off and I didn't want to add half hexes and hexes to make it flat because then it would have had a lot of more gray and I didn't. I found this really cool batik in my stash, the, my inherited stash, and it is a wild teals and purples and it looks like a weather map, quite honestly. And so these hexagon flowers are all a sort, you know, I didn't put them together in chronological order because then it would have been just big blocks of color. But I, I put them together and then I put the borders way wider than I needed and appliqued with a straight stitch with a teal thread on my machine and it worked. I didn't get buckles. I have one little tiny wave, but I'm happy. There, It looks good. I starched it, pressed it, took a picture of it. It's on Instagram. I might even put it in the show notes if I remember. It was phenomenal to have it done. It's been a two-year project and I didn't know what to do with, <laughs> I didn't know what to do with it, how to finish it. You know, I, when you're learning and it just is one of those things and I got stuck. And so I've, I actually YouTube searched quite a few different options and the one that appealed to me was this particular one I saw someone do. 
The next one I do, which I have already started because 100 hexes, 100 days, has just got me excited about it. And the next one is I pulled out all the B hexagons that I did that same year I started the temperature quilt. I was in a exchange in the mail through Instagram and I sent out a bunch of B fabrics. It was pretty strict. You had to have approved fabric, had to be, you know, quilt shop quality and certain colors. And I sent a bunch out. I got the same amount I sent out returned, but I loved my fabric so much. I went to the quilt shop and bought more. And then I had that summer made a whole bunch of hexes with that really beautiful Moda bumblebee fabric. And it's in golds, yellows, and taupes. It's just really pretty. And I thought, okay, I'm going to start putting these together. And with all that, I thought, well, I need some centers. And the first week was a hexagon challenge, that 100 days, 100 hexes. She has a weekly theme because a lot of people are making hexagons so that they have 100 hexagons left. But people are fussy cutting and doing really elaborate photo layouts. And I got caught up in all of the wave of doing this and taking fun pictures and all kinds of things. So first week was sewer's choice. I had a lovely dragonfly black background jewel tone metallic thread and the, the dragonflies are lovely. So I didn't um, especially fussy cut most of the dragonflies out, but I did a few and some of them were really big. So they're partial dragonflies. So I did seven of those. The next week was treasure. And so the bumblebee quilt, I had a beautiful gold fabric, two of them. And I cut out several of those because, you know, what to me is big treasure is gold. Gold is treasure. So I made at least seven, maybe a few more of those. And I started putting my bumblebee fabric hexagons with gold in the center. And I have seven or eight of those stitched together. And then I found in my stash this beautiful navy blue background with gold Swiss dots. I mean, metallic gold Swiss dots. And that looked great with the gold B hexagons. So this time, since I had my confidence up, I cut out the fabric. I think they're eight inches um, into eight inch squares. And then I appliqued each one flower on one square. And then I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to sash it with. Uh, something fun. Um, that will tie the whole thing together. I'll probably have to go to the store and find a gold that goes with the entire theme. Um, so there's some solids and there's the bumblebee and there's the gold and, and then that Navy with the gold Swiss dot, mm, man, if I could find more of that, I don't know where it came from. It was in the inherited stash. I don't know where it came from or how old it is, but it's the bomb. I really, really like that. And then I was um, going on to the next week, which was rainbow. And I found a fat quarter pack that was opened. I have no idea what fabric it is with a few left that were all the colors of the rainbow, red, orange, yellow, green, 
indigo. My indigo is kind of lame. And then I added extra in violet and I added pink. I used all of the colors up and has made as many hexagons as I could. So with a fat quarter, you can squeeze, not fat quarter, a five inch charm. You could squeeze four hexes. So several of the colors, I have four and the pink and purple, I only have two because I used half of the charm pack in, I think in the Kinship Fusion Sampler. And this week, the theme is party. And I was digging through my inherited fabric again because I don't have a lot of fabric that you can fussy cut. I have a lot of solids and I have some moderns, but you know, nothing that seemed to fit the theme party. And I found this birthday, it's a happy birthday fabric. And it was just enough of a, there's several pieces of it. So I used one of the pieces for just enough for seven of the party. And there's three cupcakes and a couple of spirals and a bow and a party hat. And it's going to be real cute. So I think I'm going to put these blocks all to, you know, these blocks, these particular hexagons. I don't know if they're all going to be in like the, a sampler type of thing or if I'm going to use all the colors in make a, I don't know a seasonal thing a rainbow thing who knows but they're all going to go in a project someday and so hexagons I'm super excited I hope that my uh, rain my rainbow my temperature quilt holds together when I long arm it um, I'm not sure I'm going to put that on next I have let's see what do I have oh a trip around the world I have a little quilt top that I found in the inheritance that's done it never got quilted. And then I have an old pineapple. I mean, I did this probably 15 years ago. It's It was foundation pieced on muslin. And I was always afraid to long arm it. But I'm going to do it. And then I have a antique. Probably 20 years ago, I did a uh, vintage Santa with a powder that you glue them together with. You know, you and I got the powder all over everything but it makes it look sparkly so it looks holiday <laughs> and I never liked it and I never finished it so I'm just going to make a little wall hanging out of it mini quilt and <clears throat> yeah I have 12 other Santas that go with that I'm not going to do them no I found out real quick I not that kind of applique is my thing now that I have a Cricut I might be able to import the because I have a Cricut maker. Maybe I'll be able to import the appliques, but it's a lot of work to convert it to the right format and and custom size it and then cut the fabric out, each color. And it's just, it's not, I don't find it fun. So why do things because everyone else likes it and you don't is not a good reason, right? I tend to do that. Everyone else is doing it and everyone likes it. Well, I started a lot of quilts that way and by the end decided I had fallen out of love with it. But that did not happen with the temperature quilt. Halfway through, I, I, I was thinking, what have I gotten myself into? But with the pandemic, I have really switched gears on productivity. It has been driven into my head through work productivity, productivity, you got to be productive, you always got to be productive. And then I got cancer of the thyroid. And then I was like, I got to be productive, because I don't know how much time I have left, right? It's been 10 years. And so now I'm like, so just relax, you know, take each day as they come. 
and when our time is near, our time is near. I've had to really, really work through that. And then I'm through the, a phase now where I have lots and lots of quilts. Chances of me taking these on the road for a trunk show has always been my dream. Well, with the pandemic, I don't know that I want to do that anytime soon. So I'm just going to settle in and do these really long-term fussy projects. And when I get all of my quilts done and I get my hand stitching is great for TV watching in the evening. And you know, I'm watching shows because I talked about them and I'm going to dig out the dear Jane and probably do some of the more difficult blocks, English paper pieced style. And I can do that with the electric quilter program that I have. So we'll see. That's my plan. I mean, it may all change, like adding in all these hexagon making because making a hexagon, I glue them. So it takes just a couple minutes and it's fun to play with the fabric and then fun to fuss about taking pictures and getting interesting layouts. So that's why I like doing it. Now, the other thing that I have done over the last couple of weeks is I've been trying to walk a little bit more. The weather has gotten better. The ice is gone. We went on an impromptu trip a couple of weeks ago before I really got sick. I, mean, I started getting sick this weekend. We had to scope out um, a venue for a friend who is, is a Highland Game host. And I think they're going to do the game there in June. And we wound up very close to Dequamanon Falls. And the next thing we knew, we were driving around and we're like, hey, the weather's great. It's 50 degrees. First nice spring day. And we walked up to the upper falls. And that was just a short part of all of the trails you can do. It was a phenomenal day. I got pictures of the fall falls with ice um, around the base of the falls and on the cliff. It was really, really quite a spectacular day. And then I've been out walking in the neighborhood, not much, just a little bit, trying to just keep the body moving because trying to row over the last couple of weeks, it's been very hard. So weightlifting and rowing exercises with uh, ear infection signs, they don't go together. So just walking around the neighborhood and going to keep working on that because our hope is we've been doing nature rides. And since I, I'm really feeling a lot stronger than I have in the last couple of years is that maybe we can actually go where our nature rides are. Um, I got a great shot of some elk close to the car and they were one jumped the fence. And so I got some video of that, but maybe able to walk the trails out there. Hopefully the tick population isn't that bad. We'll use some DEET and take showers when we get home. But that's the hope is to keep working on endurance and getting in shape so that I can take a little hike out in the woods. We have lots of wonderful trails. And in the spring, I like to walk the, I'm right near a trailhead near my house. It's a rails to trails thing and you can walk or ride your bike. I think people snowmobile on it in the winter for, I think nearly all the way to the Mackinac Bridge, which is 50 miles. It's a long ways. And um, I'm just kind of like trying to get in better shape and get outside and enjoy nature. So that about wraps up this week's podcast. 
I just want to invite you to join the My Creative Corner 3 Facebook page. We have not been doing any solo-longs or anything because some of us, namely me, hasn't finished the Irish chain quilt that I started with the last sew-along. That's going to get done. It is soon. And maybe we can resurrect that again, maybe towards summer. Um, the other thing I wanted to invite you to join is I have a newsletter. I'm doing a couple times of a year newsletter for potential sew-alongs or updates or any kind of um, special thing that may be happening. And I also have a Kofi account if you want to buy me a virtual cup of coffee. That's a one-time commitment is not part of Kofi generally, um, but you could. Uh, unlike the patron program I have, uh, which you can do a monthly commitment and support the podcast. And I thank all of my patrons, but Kofi is new. Um, it's K-O-F-I and you can find all of the information on the patron program, the Facebook group, or the Kofi the links are all on my website, which is mycreativecorner3.com. And don't forget, I still have an Etsy shop where if you prefer Etsy, I have virtual cups of coffee that you can buy me through that website. Or I still have my Zen and the Art of Creating. It is a paid podcast. It's a over an hour long with a few downloads. And, you know, it's about being a meditative approach to creating and seeking that Zen space in your life for balance. And maybe, maybe that's something that could help you right now. Um, so those are things that I invite you to, to join me on and support the podcast through my website. You'll also see that I have a YouTube account and I've been doing weekly videos. And the last video I put up was the um, to go tin and the Altoids tin with my hexagon. Um, it's a to go kit that I'm going to slip in my purse for when I'm traveling or maybe at work and have a break and want to do a couple hexagons. It's super portable, way more portable than trying to carry knitting, which, you know, I have a to go bag for that too. So those are things I invite you to join me on um, through support or staying connected beyond the podcast. And I have an Instagram account. It's Vicki L. Holloway Quilting. And then I also have an Our Creative Souls Instagram account. And we have a blog, OurCreativeSouls.com, where my sister and I have been sharing our crafty moments and things that we've been doing together. And gardening is going to be a big part of the next few. The last couple of blog posts there have been about doodling and my doodles. And I forgot to tell you, <clears throat> yes, our creative soul segment. We're still loom knitting. She's doing socks and I'm wrapping up my massive scarf slash cowl. But I've been taking batik fabric using freezer paper on the back to stiffen it up and I have made several several or two I don't know um, Zentangle inspired arts on the batik with a identipen it's something that it's hard to describe on 
<laughs> podcast. But if you want to see them, you can look on Instagram or the show notes and I'll have links to all of those types of things. So you can t check out not only our creative souls, but many of the other things that I talked about. Okay, I'm starting to ramble on now. So let's wrap this up. You have a most wonderful week. I hope that the weather is very wonderful wherever you are in this world. Be creative and quilt on everyone. <laughs>